This is the WHL This Week Radio Edition, presented by the Western Hockey League. Here's your host, John Keane. Hey, welcome to the show. Ahead, we talk to an Indigenous hockey broadcaster who joined the Regina Pats broadcast team this past weekend for some history. A former WHL goaltender, Max Paddock, has quite the interesting story to tell as well. From university-level hockey to volleyball, we'll have more on that. And the Tempo WHL Player of the Week is Emmett Finney of the Kamloops Blazers. After tallying seven goals and ten points, he'll wrap up the show. First up. There was some WHL history made this past weekend, part of the Regina Pats Indigenous Celebration Night. Clarence Iron joined the Regina Pats broadcast crew of Dante DeCaria and Kelly Rempel, calling the second period in his native Cree language. Here's a sample. Cole Temple scoring the goal as the Pats hosted the Edmonton Oil Kings. Clarence, first of all, great job, uh, by the way, on the weekend. Uh, That must have been quite the thrill for you. Yes, it was. You know, it's uh, something new. I was uh, yeah sitting with uh, two other guys there that are well known in the hockey world, especially in uh, Western Hockey League. Yeah, it was it was good. Your history calling hockey. Uh, how far does that go back? How many games have you done over the years, Clarence? Oh boy, you know that's one thing I haven't counted at all. But I've done quite a few. Uh, it all started way back with the. Uh, uh, our, I, I work for, uh, uh, it's called NBC, Mississippi Broadcasting Corporation. Sure. Now, yep. yeah, they got hired to do some indigenous hockey tournaments in the past through North Battleford Indian Métis Friendship Center, a big hockey tournament. It was, uh, yeah, really good talent and also Meadow League. Yeah, so I did call some play-by-play hockey, but it was all in English. But I would throw the odd Cree maybe about five minutes uh, in each uh, in each game. So, yeah, and people heard me that uh, I was calling Cree. That's, that's how I, I got... Uh, yeah, involved with this uh, Cree hockey now. Well, you called the second period uh, the other night. You uh, that that goal clip Cole Temple scored it. Is it a tough translation uh, hockey terminology uh, using your native tongue? Is that difficult? Well, it is because it's uh, because it's kind of long words that we use, and you got to be pretty uh, pretty fast. You got to think fast. But there are words like you can simplify a word. I'll give you an example. The puck itself in Cree is called the the short term. That's, that's the and short that's, term. Uh, <laughs> that's the short term. Now the long term is. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> now you're you're describing the the puck itself. It's very descriptive, the Cree language. So yeah, you got to find little short ways of uh, you know to eliminate that long, long uh, to de- uh, description. So yeah, we we have ways. We got uh, terminology now. They have they did put. Uh, a book together, APTN, uh, on all sports, hockey, uh, curling, 
there is terminology, there is a little dictionary that they have. Clarence, uh, do you have any uh, broadcast uh, mentors, maybe who you listened to growing up, that you've taken some of their style into your style? Yeah, Foster Hewitt, Bob Cole, Dan Kelly, you know, but Danny Gallivan, he had that smooth style. I used to like the way he called, so I try to imitate him uh, in a way, uh, and that's what I try to use in Cree. I'll give you an example uh, in English, and then I'll turn it into Cree. Okay. So we have Lafleur, Lambert, and Shot, and there's Lafleur. Magawig with Lafleur, igo tipi takun yun na pagwan sa Lambert. Igo tanagatam mo Steve Shot mo tigil pi tigil hell Steve Shot. Hey, hey. <laughs> that was that was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> and as well, I'm very jealous because later on this month. Uh, you'll get an opportunity to call an NHL game in Cree. Tell me more about that. Yeah, we will be traveling to uh, Winnipeg. They have a specialized studio. Now, why that happened, that, uh, we did do some live right in the arena, live games in Winnipeg. But due to that COVID back in a, a few years back, COVID was the one that, uh, so we weren't really traveling to the direct uh, arena where they're playing. Yeah, we do call right from a specialized studios in Winnipeg. So that's where we go, right at APTN building, and we do the game there. But all the live feed comes through into that specialized studio. We have to study the, the names. The next, games, uh, the next game we're calling are the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames, a battle of Alberta. So now I have to study the names, and at times they have... Uh, you know, line changes the very last uh, second or last minute of, uh, you know, just before the starting of the game. So, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it doesn't bother me as much as long as I know a handful of the, uh, the players. And that's, uh, and then after that, I, I pretty much know who, which new person is on the lineup. Clarence, what, is it, what does it mean to you to uh, have the Cree language uh, prominent and part of uh, Indigenous Night celebrations uh, in Regina and for you to go on and share your language here calling a- an NHL game later this month? Yeah, it means a lot to me. Uh, I, little did I know I was, a, uh, you know, one of the biggest players, I guess, uh, co- uh, you know, carrying the Cree language because it, to me it's a natural thing because uh, I was born with the Cree language. That's the thing. Uh, I had a hard time speaking English growing up, uh, you know, but I did graduate. I finally did graduate, but uh, growing up, I, you know, I had to do extra studies to learn the English language. But in Cree, I was raised by elders. My dad died at a young age. My mom left uh, to work in North Battleford at the hospital. So I was raised by my grandma and grandpa, and they spoke the Cree language. And, you know, and that's how I learned growing up as being a baby and right up to, you know, uh, right till my grandpa passed away. So, yeah, I learned the Cree language. It was natural to me, but little did I know that uh, 
you know, since uh, the recommendations that came out uh, regarding residential schools and stuff, uh, you know, to be part of the, uh, you know, bringing the Cree language alive again, you know, that uh, that hit me a lot of times. You know, it's, it's a very, uh, it was important that I went there. I lived in Treaty 4 territory, and Gordon's uh, Reserve, they hired me to do a job, and, and I did it right. Clarence, great job, uh, and thanks for being such a great guest and telling your story here on WHL this week. Right on. Thanks. Thank you. From the drop of the puck to the Ed Chenault Cup, this is the WHL This Week Radio Edition. Former WHL goaltender Max Paddock is in some rare air as a two-sport U-sports athlete. Max played parts of five seasons in the WHL with the Regina Pats and Prince Albert Raiders between 2016 and 2021. The branded Manitoba native started using his WHL scholarship at Acadia University, but later transferred to the University of Fraser Valley in Chilliwack, B.C. In a story this week with the WHL's Cami Kepke, available online at whl.ca, Paddock quickly rediscovered a love of another sport. I was just in the gym working out, and uh, my best friend Reese, who's at UFE with me now, he's our libero. We need like one more guy to play six on six. Like you should just come. So yeah, sure. Like whatever, I'll throw on a pair of shoes and have some fun. And you know, I, two hours later, I was like, "Why did I ever stop playing volleyball? Like this is this is enjoyable." Like because uh, hockey at the time was kind of, you know, I was playing university at that time. It wasn't as enjoyable. I was kind of losing a little bit of love for the game. And yeah, volleyball was just like, I was excited for the next time I was asking to come back. And they were, luckily for me, they they invited me back the rest of the times after that. And then my best friend, Reese, who's, as I mentioned, is here now at UFE, was like, I think, like, if you're interested, like, there could be a spot on the team for you. And obviously, he wasn't sure, neither of us were sure, like, to what extent, you know, whether I'd be a practice player or whatever the role would be. And I kind of just, I went there expecting to just kind of be like a practice player, not really sure what my role would be. And then, uh, yeah, last year I was kind of a serving sub, would come in and play the back row, play defense. And uh, this year I won the starting setting job. Finding his way onto the floor as a starter with the Cascades, it wasn't by accident, given his bloodlines. My dad... Uh, played in the Olympics for volleyball. He was my coach growing up. I also had Grant Wilson, who's the BU men's volleyball coach, as my coach as well growing up. So I had uh, a little bit of a biased opinion, but two of the best coaches in Canada coaching me. I think my first time, my my auntie always remembers this. I don't know why, but she remembers the first time I ever tossed up a spin serve and hit it over the net was when I was three. She saw me do that after a game, so... Volleyball actually came before hockey for me. Now 23 years old, Paddock is taking advantage of the WHL scholarship program. It's hard to kind of realize when you're 14, 15, 16, and you're signing that contract. Like, you're thinking, you know, you're going to make it to the NHL. And unfortunately, that's not the case for everyone. You're also thinking, like, you know, school doesn't really matter. And it's not until you kind of, see your tuition and what it costs and the cost of living and that's kind of what makes you realize like holy this is actually like super beneficial 
it would have limited my options without it, I guess. Um, I'm not sure if I would have been able to even come out here because it's also a little bit more expensive and living out in BC is a lot more expensive too. So just like even outside of the scholarship, it just kind of helps relieve pressure financially. It's, it's awesome. It's really helped me and my family out. And Cammie's full story on Max Paddock, available now online at whl.ca. The Western Hockey League Player of the Week. Kamloops Blazer forward Emmett Finney recorded 10 points in three games. He scored seven times, added three assists to be named the Tempo WHL Player of the Week. I caught up with the Detroit Red Wings prospect. Yeah, definitely. It's obviously uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, you know, getting a lot of texts from family members and stuff, they were all pretty excited, so it was good. You capped it with a, a four-goal night in Kelowna. Uh, you scored an insurance marker uh, and then the empty netter. Career night for you, what was working for you? I don't know. I just felt like it was one of those games where every shot I took was finding its way into the net and, uh, you know, lots of good plays from my line mates and stuff. So, yeah. I know as well the team won two of the three games, and that's important right now because you're in a stretch right now where you haven't given up on playoffs. This team is still trying to battle for that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, the two out of three, like you said, was, was huge. Uh, you know, there's a lot of belief in this room still, and uh, we've got lots of hockey left, so... It comes after uh, a trade deadline where the team was very active, obviously, with the moves. You saw lots of friends depart. Uh, you saw three teammates depart, not to mention really close with, with Fraser Minton, who left in November here. How's that been for everybody to kind of have a new-look team and, and push forward? Yeah, obviously, that's a lot of your good friends that you lose there, but um, you understand it, definitely. And I thought uh, since the trade deadline, we've we've really come together as a team, and we've battled through some adversity and, you know, found a way to get some wins. You're a Detroit Red Wings draft pick. You're in your 18-year-old season. Uh, you played your uh, prep hockey, uh, academy hockey at Yale, and the Blazers at Yale have had a bit of a connection here over the years. Two of your teammates in Yale are your teammates here in Jordan Keller and Ryan Michael. But I look back to your team uh, in 2019-20. You were 15 years old. 11 players from that Yale team have played in the WHL. Uh, do you guys uh, have a little inner competition or keep in touch with, you know, some of the history you guys had together? Yeah, you keep in touch with a lot of them, obviously. But, um, yeah, we had a good team out in Yale there and lots of good buddies who get to play against every day in the in the WHL, so it's it's a great experience. Eleven players, though, uh, including Zach Benson, who's in the NHL. Uh, you played with Zach, actually, on the same line. So did you think that Zach would have the, the career that he's turning out to be as, as uh, he continues with the Buffalo Sabres? Yeah, obviously didn't expect him to get there that quick, but... Um, you know he's he works really hard and even his days at Yale he was he was always one of the best players and he worked so hard and I'm just super proud of him. Tanner Molendyke, of course uh, there's four drafted players from that team you're one of the drafted players from that team uh, with the Detroit uh, Red Wings uh, you had your first real camp experience after you were a seventh round pick what did you get from Detroit to bring back this season? Uh, just little things like they had a lot of good coaches out there who would help me with my game and give me little pointers throughout the season and they work with me throughout the year, giving me uh, advice and doing Zoom calls, watching shifts. So all the stuff they do really helps. You've been a bit of a streaky guy. You think like last year you had that uh, point streak that you closed off the regular season with, you continued in the playoffs. Right now as we speak, we've got to knock on some wood somewhere because uh, you're on your career-long point streak as we speak. Have you thought much about that? Uh, not really, no. Uh, just trying to keep playing my game to the, to the best of my abilities and the points come along with it, then, then it's great. Seems like your confidence, uh, I've noticed, seems higher 
uh, and that can probably roll off some success that you've had here recently coming off a 10-point week and player of the week here. But what's it been like for you? Has there been a little snap of a finger or a, or a switch flip? Yeah, I don't know. I think I've just been I've been sticking to the same routine mostly, and that's been that's been giving me a lot of confidence. And you know, just trying to put in the work after practice and before practice has has been giving me confidence. You came to Kamloops as a 16 year old, and uh, you didn't score that year. I know that a lot of 16 year olds can put a lot of stock. Uh, their value is always based on points and goals, uh, but you obviously took another step at 17. You've taken another step this year. Let's go back to that 16 year old season. What it was like for you? Yeah, we had a really good team my my 16-year-old year, and I didn't play as much as I would have thought going into it, but uh, definitely it was a little frustrating going into that summer not scoring a goal and really just made me want to work on my shot a lot more and really prove myself the next season. More of a, a playmaker, a setup guy, and that's been a bit of a role here now, scoring some goals here for sure for your team here. Uh, you're 18 still. You still have some time to develop. You look at you know your progression. What's, what's the next step, do you think, for Emmett Finney? Yeah, like you said, uh, consider myself a bit of a playmaker but I'd, I'd like to add that scoring touch to to my game more I've been I've been trying to shoot more of these last couple of games and been able to find the back of the net a lot more than I've I wanted to yeah brother plays in Edmonton with the Oil Kings you guys had a head-to-head matchup uh, earlier this year uh, in Kamloops uh, he's a year older than you uh, actually I think came to Blazer camp uh, when he was uh, 17 um, that's a nice little thing to have I'm sure you guys play opposite games though all together here so that's a bit of a different one yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, super proud of him and what he's he's done over these last couple of seasons. Um, you know, he worked really hard in the off season and to get listed by Edmonton and then sign out of camp. That was that was great for him. And like you said, yeah, we played different games, but uh, he's a great player. Weekend ahead, you got a home and home with Prince George, and then a family day Monday game uh, against Victoria. Since the trade deadline, the Blazers are seven and six overall here. So, what do you need out of this weekend? Yeah, it's going to be a, a big weekend. You know, PG, they're, they're top of the division, and, you know, they got a really good team over there. So uh, we're going to have to really come hard against them and, you know, play our game to the best of our abilities. Okay. Hey, congratulations. Your first Tempo WHL Player of the Week. Thanks for being our guest. Yeah, thank you. Hey, that's the show. Big thanks to our guests, Clarence Iron and Emmett Finney, and a special assist from Cami Kepke at the WHL office in Calgary as well. Thanks, Cami. That's the show. Have a great weekend.